Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Ladies and gentlemen, I say hello to you today, Thursday, midweek. Special bonus podcast for you. How are you doing, Yarnay? How's your week going? Did you get all that stuff done that you've been meaning to get done? Are you all prepared for Christmas? Have you bought everything that you've ever dreamed of for all the people that you all hate? <laughs> are you sorted? Which one of you out there has not even thought about it yet? I'm looking at you over there. Yes, you. Yes, you. Rock on. Yeah, I hope everything's going well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we join you for a midweek episode of the podcast, a little bonus episode. And we've got an amazing guest for you from Dundee today, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Shane. Yeah. Had a very good chat with Nick. Got to know him. And I'm really, really pleased to be sharing this interview with Nick Shane. I've, I found it fascinating, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, if you're new to this podcast, thanks for joining us. Uh, this in, this music post this music industry podcast is all about uh, delving into the grassroots music industry and beyond. Uh, speaking to interesting people within the uh, music industry, they could be right at the start of the career. They could be famous people. They could be people that are halfway there, halfway not. Uh, wherever you are within the journey, we like to have a chat with you because we find it fascinating. And we're here for another episode with Nick. So that's coming up in a bit, ladies and gentlemen. Nice one. I'm glad your week's going well and, you, uh, and you've got everything sorted and your life's going on all on track and uh, nothing's getting you down and you've just got this perfect life and everything's brilliant. Or are you in the real world like me when everything's just... You've got so much to do, very unorganised, uh, work's busy. Um, whichever, <laughs> whichever whichever, life you're living at the minute, let's kick back for another hour or so and, uh, and just enjoy some music. So if you're at the gym, if you're on the bus... If you're, Wherever you are, welcome to the show. So today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Nick Shane. He's been in the industry for 10 years or so. He's gone solo. He's building a band up around him. Um, he was mates with The View and Ch- uh, from Dundee as well, so we talk about them for a bit and the fight. Um, plus loads of other stuff. Politics, music... Uh, Gail Porter has been in his uh, new video that's coming out, or being come out. Um, yeah, so we have a very good chat. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm going to pass you on to, and introduce you to, Nick Shane. Take it away, mate. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, sound, thanks, Paul. How are you? Where do we find you today? Yeah. Sunny Dundee? Um, yeah, in Dundee today, it's uh, very, very wet. Um <laughs> That's very, very depressing. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Well, yeah, lovely. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So yeah. I, always, I always like to uh, delve into the story of a musician and how you, how it all began for you. So uh, for people that aren't aware of Nick Shane, give us a little bit of background on you, mate, and how it all began. Well, um, yeah, I suppose I started releasing songs um, about 10 years ago with a band called the NSA. Um, mm. We were a sort of mod kind of punk band. Mm. Um, after that, I sort of uh, did my own thing. I did a lot of solo yeah. work. Um, 
in between bands, uh, like the 121s was my latest band that I was in uh, last year. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've just been kind of releasing songs on and off every year for about 10 years. So um, 10 years must feel like it's flown then, eh? So it's a big, no. ch- it's a big chunk of time. No, <laughs> go on, why? No. It feels like 20. Does it? Um, okay. no, it's, no, it's been, it's been good. It's been, I've yeah. had fun. But I've never not had fun. You know, that's always the most important thing about doing it as long as yeah. what you're doing is you're having fun. I mean, you've got to do the hard work and you've got to do the sort of yeah. promo side of things and you've got to, you know, you've got to have cuts, as it were, like yeah. when it comes to bands and whatnot. But it's always got to be fun. And it, and it has been. It's been, yeah. it's been great fun. So, yeah. yeah. Well, before like before the music started ten years ago, what was little Nick Shane like at school? Before you started getting into you know being an adult? Oh no, I was always into the music. I was right. just I, I released started releasing stuff ten years ago, but prior to that, um, I was always uh, writing songs and stuff. So like we would only really just put stuff up on YouTube mm. back then, in the olden days. So that was what I was doing. I was just recording demos from home and uh, sort of writing songs at breakfast and recording them at lunchtime. And then by tea time, I was putting them on YouTube, which okay. it was good fun, like I say, but it wasn't the best method of releasing no. songs. You don't, I had songs you don't, every three days. You don't look old enough, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> so, so when were you? So did you always start with the guitar? Did you have instruments around the house? What, what what was it? What was it like as a young kid? Like just before, like even before, like picking up an instrument. What was it like politically in Dundee? Have you always lived in Dundee? First of all. Uh yeah yeah I mean I've I've always lived here I've been I've kind of travelled about a bit yeah. uh, sort of doing different projects in different places. Mm. Uh, like I spend a lot of time in Glasgow and whatnot, and um, I do a lot of stuff through there. But um, yeah, I've always lived here, and uh, the music scene—you know—we've always sort of felt that like Dundee bands and Dundee artists kind of the goal kind of so far, and then it's just kind of levels out. Whereas mm. bands that are from places like Glasgow, or Edinburgh, or, or, or down south, and that them a lot of places down south, they can they kind of project a bit more than what they might do from Dundee. Like you've got to be kind of extra special or extra mental to, <laughs> to really leave Dundee. Like we had like, we had like the average white band back years ago for the view and whatnot. But yeah. other than, other than, I mean, they had the law and stuff as well, but other than, other than the sort of main four or five sort of bands, we've never really projected anything yeah. that, that sort of far before outside of our own sort of circles. Um, when you say when you say the south, do you mean uh, England or do you mean more Glasgow, Edinburgh from there? From you? Oh, uh, not England, England. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Sort of down south. Um, yeah. yeah. Like so, down south, for example, I've never I've played down south a few times, but um, I've never really had the time or resources to be able to to, to kind of latch onto that scene or anything mm. down there. But Glasgow is obviously a lot more accessible. Um, yeah. And there's sort of, because I don't drive or anything, but there's yeah. travel that kind of goes through the night in Glasgow, um, mm. as other things that go through the night in Glasgow. So it's it's, yeah. it's uh, a lot easier to kind of be latched into their kind of circles um, outside of Dundee. So it's quite... Whereas quite, in Dundee, it's kind of, it's yeah. more sort of, many would argue that it's quite cliquey at times, um, uh, especially the different sort of right. genres, subcultures and whatnot. 
Where, where, where is the clicky bit again there? I missed that bit. Where, where is it more clicky, do you think? Uh, Dundee can be quite clicky at times. Really? Like, um, you know, like bands and sort of places like Fife and Glasgow and Edinburgh, they'll, mm. they'll all kind of like, they'll, they'll almost kind of like, they'll, they'll muck in together and they'll be friends and they'll help each other out and they'll, they'll do this and that for each other, which Dundee bands do do nowadays. But yeah. back when I was starting out, um, everybody just basically hated each other and <laughs> okay. they're just, they're just like they hated seeing each other doing well. And and um, the, when one band was getting put onto like a festival or a lineup or something, yeah. the other bands would be raging about it and angry and they wouldn't go to the gig and like, oh, this kind of thing. So, oh, that seems yeah, so, And it, is, it yeah, like, is it like that now, as of today? No, no, not as much, not as much. Mm. There is a little bit of it that still kind of goes on. Um, yeah. But, like, not, not as much, really, no. Yeah, it's, it's a lot less than it was maybe 10, 20 years ago. That's interesting. I can remember when I were in a band in Sheffield, and it was a little bit like that then. It's not now. It feels more supportive, and people are, these days, more, I'm just general, generally more supportive about people doing well around you. But I, yeah, I, 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 I can get it. I, I, I can get it when you see that band over there getting a festival slide. How fucking hell have they done that? Um, yeah, you know, and that kind of stuff. I can, I, I can see, I can see what you know. In a, in a you know, being, I've, I've never been to Dundee myself. So, it, like politically, as a kid, before you picked up a guitar, what was it like for you at school as a creative kid, just about to get into music? What was it? What was it like when you were looking around you and the people around you, uh, and Dundee in general as a kid growing up? Uh, well, when I started in high school, I decided to start a band with some friends, and at yeah. that point, nobody had ever even fathomed the idea of being in school and making a band that was like an American or a, or a right. you know, like it was an American thing. That was, that was a thing you would hear about in movies and stuff. Yeah. That wasn't really a thing you would do. And then a band called The View came along yeah. that were from Dundee, uh, who did start in our school. They, they originally started in our school and then they left school and then kind of made it big after that. So mm-hmm. when they came along, as I was progressing through school, it kind of changed a lot. Lots of bands appeared, and and the multiple bands appeared in in, in every school in Dundee. Mm. Um, so yeah, the, the, once your town like like Sheffield, and that it's like kind of Arctic Monkeys territory. So when things like that appear, then the, it, it encourages the locals from that area to like the kids and that to start you know doing things with music. That's why Manchester's got such a big yeah. scene, or London's got such a big scene, whereas you know, like Dundee and like bits of Fife and that might not have as big a scene because they've not had as much focus put on them for the live music scene. But bands like The View and all these kind of guys come along, they'll encourage uh, the younger generation to pick up guitars and grow their hair and get the leather jacket stand outside of a, a wall and have a photo shoot, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff that I do even today. Actually. Yeah, no, yeah, it's funny. Isn't it? it's funny. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, uh, you know, the viewer in the news recently weren't it, about having a scrap in Manchester with each other. Uh, what did you feel? What, what were your thoughts on when you when you saw that erupt? That were quite. It's quite a funny thing to see, really. Well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like they were just doing what every other band in the world wants to do, and that's just. <laughs> Each other, sometimes like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just how it is. Like, yeah. they've been together for, for so many years, and yeah, and it's just humans, like, they're just, they're just mm. human beings. And the media have always been really cruel to Kyle Faulkner, and yeah, and they've always waited for them to kind of slip up uh, so they could photograph it and video it and put it all over the yeah. social medias and that. So, yeah, I had to, I, I, I kind of felt sorry for them. I was like, you know what, yeah. you're, only, you're only human, like, you're just. Yeah. 
you had a fight with your mate, like it's what happens. Yeah. It's, it was all very public and it was all, mm. but it was always going to be very public. I mean, the, the, like Oasis, for example, they, yeah. the, the, like they did horrendous things to each other. They were in the papers almost every day. Like yeah. I think in the first couple of years of their existence, they would have covered the sun front to back, like so many like times, like the, they were in the papers all the time. And, yeah. and, you know, it's just it's a different it's obviously a different generation from like the mid nineties and that, but like Noel and Liam Gallagher like battled each other with cricket bats and stuff and you know, like Noel smashed up his guitar and, and all this kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's yeah. It's a shame that the the the, the, the uh the, the social media aspect of it, like all their posts got kind of flooded with nonsense comments about fighting and stuff after that. So it was just a thing that happened and it's probably a thing that happens every week behind closed doors. It's just it wasn't. Yeah. It's just not normally on stage, you know. Why, why do you, Why do you think the press have been like so like that way towards Kyle? Why do you think that is? It's been like that for years. I remember the yeah. back when they, they first started out in the, the Dundee papers. The mm. some story about P- Pete Doherty and yeah. <laughs> they ended up going on some mad bender with Pete Doherty, and it was all over the papers, and it was a big scandal thing and. And and that's just how it is. They were like that with Liam Gallagher. Like yeah. the, the media would be right in his face. They'd be deliberately taking pictures in his face just so you would twat them. You know yeah. I mean, um, so the the media have kind of enjoyed the 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 sort of what can be seen as the funny side of Kyle Faulkner and the View. But yeah. it, it's a shame that it needs to be like that because they're, they're just human beings and they were yeah. they were very young when all that started. So the you know the whatever problems that they might face now or might have faced over the past few years, it was it was kind of fueled by all that and uh, the, the the media side of it. And It kind, you know, it kind of was like, when I saw it, I thought, oh, it's like the good old days again. I haven't seen this kind of fun uh, for a long time. Yeah. But as a guy of, of a certain age when, you know, I grew up through the Oasis years and fully enjoyed all the media that surrounded that band and watched them live for many years all over the world and, uh, just saw all the hoo-ha that, that goes on around him. And I interviewed Paul Gallagher on the podcast in a previous episode. Wow. And, he, and he, he talked about, you know, he talked about the madness that what went on, uh, you know, in and around the band. It was just, uh, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a flashback to 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 when I was a kid. Uh, it does seem a little bit more tame these days, doesn't it? Well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's all, uh, I mean, like, it's, it's happened for generations, like the jam, like that, mm. the famous cover of the, the jam poster where the where Bruce Foxen's got a black eye or somebody's got a black eye yeah. because they came in the van and sat on a guitar and broke the neck of it and the, the, <laughs> the owner of the guitar twatted them. So, like, yeah. there's one, I can't remember which one it was, but one of them's got a, I'm sure it's Bruce Foxen, he's got a yeah. black eye because Paul Weller punched him in the face for sitting on his guitar and breaking it. Like, so, like, <laughs> Happened for for fifty years. Like, yeah. the, the the Beatles and all that clean cut kind of image. Like yeah. uh, the Get Back documentary that showed you what they were like behind closed doors. They yeah. weren't they weren't smiling happy little boys. They were they were horrible to each other. Like yeah. and um and it's it's always kind of it's always kind of been that way. And um <clears throat> and the the yeah the way the media kind of exploded over it and especially social media. Like yeah. I, I I woke up to I went into work one day and I saw. The video on Twitter of the fight with the view, and and I was like, "Wow, that's that's something else." Um, <laughs> but you know, if it was in a newspaper article in the mid nineties, then it would just be like, "All oh, right, wow, they had a fight. Okay, well, let's hope they get, let's yeah. hope they mend that 
that relationship, but but it gets tweeted and retweeted and quote retweeted yeah. and shared and reposted and all that so many times that you're just forced to see it all the time. So yeah, that, they, is a bit of that observation you made then about the Get Back album, uh, um, documentary, I'm, I'm obsessed with that. I think I've watched it four times through all the way through, which and it's, well, yeah. it's six hours with a full lot. So I've done like a full. 24 hours of watching the Beatles and just being obsessed with that documentary really? and, and you're right aren't you? you a lot of people don't show what really happens behind the scenes with stuff these days and people yeah. uh, are gen- and, and it's kind of why I kind of like stick around those type of topics on the, on the podcast because I, I live in the real world and uh, a lot of what I see what bands put out these days is all like nice and you know blah 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 and woke and all that kind of stuff but in, in the in, when we when we live in the real world people are more interested in what goes on in the real world behind the scenes as well aren't they and that's that's what I like yeah. to delve in with the podcast and speak to real people about what it's like in the real world rather than what they've put on the fucking social media because it sometimes don't connect. yeah I know I don't I don't care really. like there's <laughs> yeah. on Instagram that are like always like oh, here's me in my kitchen and here's me in my living room. It's like every single day. And like, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Like, nice. Day, in these different rooms, it's like, I know what your entire house looks like. Yeah, like I should, that's not right. Like, I should <laughs> yeah. know what your house looks like. <laughs> yeah. I should know what your albums sound like. I should yes. know what your voice sounds like yeah. by hearing your music. And I mean, I can <laughs> listen to the music, obviously, but I'm forced to just watch them in the, yeah. like, in this Big Brother kind of style <laughs> goggle box thing in the... Uh, it's really boring. Eh? Like some people are really, really boring. Like, yeah, they are. You're, you're right, aren't you? There should be some kind of like boring uh, button. Do you know, instead of a like or a da- or a, definitely, yeah. definitely, there should be a down uh, uh, thumb thing to press sometimes on social media. And but or, yeah. or or if down feels a bit too cruel, there should definitely be a boring one because that's more fun. Yeah. Like the whole face with the cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's proper fed up like face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. So yeah, growing up in Dundee, so is it a particularly difficult place then for musicians to to crack on? Then how many like venues are they in Dundee and that kind of stuff and uh, rehearsal rooms? No, and how, how, what's it like? Yeah, there's, now? there's like two venues left now. Right. Um, there's there's church who. Uh, well, uh, there's church who just seem to go for the sort of like mainstream kind of like. Bands and stuff like, and they'll 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 only open at a gig and stuff. There's no real pub community with with mm-hmm. church, and then there's Beat Generator who only really do tribute acts and yeah. and the the sort of like older punk bands like the you know like the UK subs and all these kind of guys will, will mm-hmm. come through to 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 the play Beat Generator, um, and that's it. That's just a absolute plethora of acoustic acts and uh, acoustic venues and mm-hmm. open mic nights and. Yeah. And all that kind of thing. It's just there's um well and there's there's Conroy's actually, sorry, I've got to get there next week. Okay. Is it easier for a solo artist than a band these days in Dundee then? Uh, it's, it can be quite easy for a solo artist, yeah. But yeah. um it, it, the bands as well, I mean you can get you can get gigs in Dundee at venues. I mean there's a choice of maybe I'd say probably Really, only one venue, and that would probably be Conway's. Where if you're just a, if you're just a band, you're not if you're not yeah. like a, a a tribute act or you're not like a touring DF concerts fueled band, you're just a normal band. You yeah. can come in, you could probably play there quite easily. Yeah. Um, but with the acoustic acts, it's kind of they are everywhere, and and open, there's open mic nights on every night in Dundee, and 
And you just kind of tend to sometimes see the same faces and that at these things and it makes it a bit kind of monotonous. And when I was, when I kind of, when the 121s kind of split um, or sort of took a bit of a break where... How how long ago was that then, just for for the timeline? When did that band split? That was, um, well, Wired to the Moon came out in May last year. So it would have been uh, probably, we did a tour in May, actually. Mm. Uh, it would have been just after the tour because <laughs> we're all kind of okay. So within, in the last year, time yeah, last year, May, May last year, um, uh, around about that time, mm-hmm. or maybe towards August. So after that, I I did a, a solo tour uh, through through my old label. I did a, a four day solo tour through them, and then I did an eight day solo tour with a piano player um, mm-hmm. f- throughout Scotland. After straight after that. And then pretty much straight after that, I did 14 dates uh, with HMV stores. So that was like 20-odd, like 30 days, dates over a year of playing solo acoustic. So when I come back to Dundee during the week, I've got no interest in going out to open mic nights and and all that. It it looks fun and it looks great and everything, but I'm just just a bit too busy for all that kind of thing. So... Well, that, that, well, that's a major the, that's a major achievement getting on the HMV route and getting yourself out there. And that. How, how did you create that opportunity for yourself? I just booked it, right. booked it, yeah. booked them when they will come, as they say. Yeah. Um, I just booked it, and um, uh, but initially the, the label got me the the Glasgow Argyle Street gig, um, and then and then I think I went to a few of the other stores. I made a sort of four day mini tour of it, and then I, and then I just contacted everyone in Scotland, and I was like, "Do you just want to come and do you just want to?" Mm. Can I come and play in your store? And I arranged all the dates for it, so it was all consecutive, and it was ah. four months. Um, four months. There was twelve days, but fourteen gigs. I played Dundee twice. I played Dundee and then Stirling on one day, and then I played. I think I played two Glasgow ones in one day. But um, yeah, it was fourteen days of a uh, uh, fourteen weeks consecutively of that. So once I'd done all that. I was like, you know, that's. I would rather just put a band together. And that's what I've done now. I've got a band that I've been rehearsing with that we're going to play with on Thursday in Conroy's mm. um, nice. to sort of start that off again, the sort of band gigs again. Because, like, solo, it's all good fun, solo acoustic, but yeah. it's it's been like a year now. And, it's, and you know, I just can't be bothered anymore. I'd just I'd rather yeah. just play with a band and make some noise. Yeah, fair um, so enough. Is, is, is the band under your name or is it? does it have a new name? It's name? just under my name uh, right, at okay. the moment. And it's just, yeah. well, uh, well, the backstory is the the drummer is a session drummer. He plays with the covers band at the weekend, so oh, right. we can only really do gigs during the week at the moment yeah. until I pull my finger out and find another drummer. Yeah. And I don't really want to get into writing songs with a band when one of them knows he's not going to be there much longer and mm. has another band as well. So I would rather yeah. just um, we're just we're just performing sort of songs. It's that always the drummer in it, mate. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's so little drummers, though. That's that's the thing. Yeah, there's yeah. so many guitarists. And there's, yeah. there's each drummer in Dundee's in at least three bands, um, yeah. so it's a bit annoying. So um, at the moment, we're just playing sort like sort of greatest hits at the moment, like from okay. the past ten years of my stuff with the NSA one twenty ones and the solo stuff. Um, until we can get a permanent sort of lineup, and then when we get a permanent lineup, the writing can maybe start going four ways and. There could be a potential name yeah. for that. Um, the band, the two guys that are in the band with us, though, they're also in another band themselves called the Curvy Squares. Okay. So they're they're happy to just sort of session for me um, at the moment. Nice. 
Oh, yeah, it's, it's always interesting the uh, getting a band together. We've spoke to many people that have that have gone solo and then feel like you know to progress to the next stage. You, you, you kind of well, a lot of people feel like they need a, a band around you. It doesn't, you know. Some people seem to get away with it without having a band behind them, but it does seem to help and progress an artist when there's when you've got a bigger sound and you've got you know a big drum kit blasting out and a bass player and a keyboardist and all that kind of stuff. It does add a different dimension to the live scene, doesn't it? To the live, yeah, and even gigs as well. Like solo acts tend to go on first and everything, which is yeah, it's fine, it's all fine, well, but um, it's not so much about the the, the gigs kind of thing because I I don't really tend to do a lot of like multi band sort of gig nights yeah. these days um, unless it's something that I've put on myself. So yeah. like uh, the the gigs thing, it's more just making a big noise and. Yeah. I'm listening to other bands that are loud and they're really good and, and all that kind of thing. And I just think, yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've got songs that I've written over the years that are very loud and some stuff I just can't play on acoustic because it's, yeah. it just wouldn't work. Um, so I just want to make a big noise again and mm-hmm. before I get before I get too old and frail to be able to <laughs> How old are you? 33. 33. You're not old, mate. You're all right. You've still got time ahead of you. Oh, I feel so much older. Because <laughs> everyone's so young. Like, all the bands and the little arcs and that, they're all so young. I'm going to these gigs. I'm playing in these gigs with these other bands. They're all, like, 21 <laughs> again. I'm, I think my band, my, like, the two guys in my band are 21, and the drummer we've got at the moment, he's ages with me. But I just feel so old when I turn up to the yeah, but they, 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 Yeah, but you've got, they're, they're just ready to start making all the mistakes. You've, you, you've been there, done it. You, you, it sounds like you, you've made a decision to work smarter rather than harder now, uh, particularly with the choice yeah. of your gigs and that kind of stuff and, you know, taking a bit more time to, uh, to, to make sure that whatever you do has a bigger impact than just throwing shit at the wall and doing everything possible out there and just playing every gig that yeah, might not yeah. benefit you, really. I know, yeah, the, there's... Um... Yeah, there are gigs that I sometimes play, but I'm like, this isn't my scene. Like these, yeah. this isn't the thing I need. And uh, yeah, and yeah, that's how I was just I kind of like, I kind of like putting on my own stuff and just doing stuff my own way and mm. and doing my own tours and my own events and my own nights and stuff. Um, doing sort of charity work outside of that as well, where I'll oh. try and kind of like morph the socialism and the charity work into the gigs as well like the gig on thursday for examples yeah. for palestine and um okay. medical aid palestine and stuff so and there's other charities as well so yeah i'll, I'll just you know i don't I, I don't need to worry about not getting picked for the football team anymore you know, cause I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah i no. don't like i just there's yeah. Things that will pop up in Dundee, and it'll be all the sort of younger crowd than that, and I'm and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I won't even bother like putting myself forward for it because I don't really want to be a part of the the sort of yeah. cliques and all that kind of thing because it can be get very very clicky very very quickly in Dundee, unfortunately. Mm. So um, I was rather just do my own thing and run my own shows and do my own tours and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's I've always been kind of known for doing that anyway. I've always been known for not just doing the opposite of what everybody else will do. Yeah, um, that's always stuff. A, that's a good way. Well, yeah. uh, so talk us through your politics then. So, so you mentioned Palestine there. Is there, is there a particular reason why you uh, why you do these things for charity on a personal level for you? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's as if I just want to do the right thing and that's all I've ever wanted to do is, yeah. is the right thing. And um, people who are oppressed for 
for whatever reason, whether it's sexuality or whether it's gender or whether it's mm. religious belief or skin colour and that, it's just it's not right. And I don't think we should. I don't think we should, as a nation, should accept it. And it's not about being a socialist or a, or a musician or a politician. Even it's just about being a human being. And um, I don't think we should be allowing governments and stuff to 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 get away with horrendous crimes like genocide and yeah. and, and whatnot. I mean, the up in Scotland we had the, the Gender Reform Act um, sort of scandal that happened a few. A couple of years ago, where the, the 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 Scottish politicians voted for basically trans rights and and mm. human rights essentially, and the UK government then went and blocked it so we couldn't yeah. have it. And it's like, and that's the kind of thing that we get annoyed about. And and um, yeah. um and we just I, I mean obviously as a political sort of party sort of side of it, I don't really have a political party. Um, I used to be mad for Labour when Jeremy Corbyn was involved, and then, mm. and then at the sort of end of Nicola Sturgeon's kind of reign, I kind of started to warm up to her a little bit as as SNP. But no, I don't really have a political party mm. as such. Um, I just don't think my politics could be umbrellaed under one particular yeah. party. Like, um, like Labour used to, I used to really like Labour. I mean, they had their they had their bad sides and that, but I did like Labour when it was Corbyn, and now we've got Keir Starmer in charge of Labour, and I, I don't know if any of these seen, but there was a video posted last night of his car in Glasgow. Um, he was at some conference, and uh, the Socialist Workers' Party and all their followers and whatnot surrounded his car with Palestine, Palestine flags, right. megaphone, air horns, and it was absolutely beautiful. It was the most <laughs> amazing thing I've ever seen. Um so yeah, I'll probably put that on my story later because it was sensational. Yeah. But yeah, the um, you know the, even Labour of, of that were always yeah. sort of always seen as the sort of good guys are are just crumbling, and um, it's there really should, boring. There should, like, should be more options than just two, shouldn't there? Oh, I know the I know there I know there is more, but I mean there should be more options really. Um, yeah, it's like Scottish football. It's like Celtic yeah. Rangers. Yeah, that's it. Only got Celtic and Rangers. The, yeah. the first two teams at the top of every league is Celtic and Rangers. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got all your actual teams just yeah. all fighting amongst themselves. So yeah. um yeah, I mean the the uh the politics kind of side of it, I've I've always kind of tried to I mean being being like a like a socialist and being in a socialist party, like a yeah. sort of political organization that I am at the moment, mm. um, I've always tried to tell them that, you know, if you if you worry about politics your whole life, you're never ever 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 going to be happy, and you're always <laughs> going to be angry. And and when the Palestine sort of uh, the the when we started properly heavy campaigning for Palestine after the seventh of October, it made us all feel really deflated because it's like yeah. it's not like it's something that's happened thousands and thousands of miles away that we have no real control over, mm. and we don't know how we're going to conduct ourselves, and we don't know how we're going to be able to make a difference, but with the marches and stuff that's happened every week that, that has that has made a bit of a difference, I think. I mean Suella Braverman, the Cruella Braverman, she was sacked because of this and like she yeah. she was basically sacked for mobilising the far right into into fighting back against the Palestine protests and 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 by trying to stop the Palestine Palestine protests she she broke so many human rights laws. Yeah. 
uh, freedom of expression and whatnot. So um, the, the the marches every week, it, it's very, it is a very solemn event because of what's been going on in every end, but it does make a difference. And mm. I do encourage everybody to protest all the time, from no matter what, yeah. no matter what it is. Like if it's something that's not right, if it's something that's 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 happened to either you or somebody else on the other side of the world, then mm. the government need to know that they need to step in, and yeah. not that the big British Empire need to come in and fix the world or anything like that, but. Um, the social media thing, like we said, it, it, it goes to. I could post a video or a reel or a story that can end up in someone's hand on the other side of the world, for all I know. And yeah. if this has all been documented, like heavily documented on social media platforms, then the more people are going to see it. And if every single week or every single day, all people are posting about our eggs being thrown at politicians and yeah. flags being draped over moving cars with Keir Starmer in the back of them, which was brilliant. <laughs> then people are going to make a difference and, and people are going to notice that, I think. Yeah, do you, do you think Scotland will be independent one day or would you like that? I don't know. I, I really, really don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it would be good and great and everything, you know, but, like, I'm not I'm not a total, like, flag waver or flag shagger, yeah. as they call them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, because I, I have friends who will be like, oh, F England and F the, the the Tories, which is fine. Like everybody yeah. wants to F the Tories, but like they're like, oh England, no, get rid of England, and then they'll go home and they'll listen to Oasis and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and you're like, they'll, they'll pick up guitars and just start playing like yeah. Wonderwall, and you're like, you realize know, that's an English song, like, yeah. and so I don't, I, I I've got a lot of time for for England. Obviously, I don't think yeah. I wouldn't want to be like separated from from that especially yeah. with the music scene because like, I've got a lot of pals and bands and then promoters and yeah. that down in England and and stuff but the independence thing yeah I think it probably would be a probably would be a good idea I think um, hmm. unless there's a there's a way we can just fix this country like can as a as a, as a unit like kind of yeah. sort out the, the the politics and we just need a we just need a rebrand of the politics because it's just the, the it's just a an absolute mess. Like, oh, there oh, you yeah. go, mate. Uh, yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think the powers that be just stopped us, stopped, stopped, stopped you ranting, mate. <laughs> Something happened. Somebody heard. <laughs> well, silenced by the government. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Catch yeah. it. So, uh, so we move forward then. So, yes. uh, so you've got your tunes and that ready. I know we're, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff. We've got we've got a lot of stuff that we're covering on RGM soon. We've got your yeah. we've got your new video coming out. We've got obviously your new single on Riverside. Talk us through uh, the new single, and uh, I, you know I can tell just by by speaking on, on email and stuff. It's it's something you're really passionate about. Talk me through how this song came about and why you. Uh, you're so passionate about it well uh yeah i wrote it probably around about the same time as i wrote the 121's wire to the moon album and that was all written quite close together um and basically the whole reason that it's a solo song is it's been kept back so long is because it's so quiet and so it's quite cinematic and there's Mm. you know 121's wouldn't have been able to, to 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 play that kind of music because it was a lot of cellos and pianos and whatnot, and um, it wasn't really for them. But it was written just like Wired to the Moon. It was written at the end of a relationship uh, breakdown, breakup, and uh, and yeah, it was. It's just kind of about sort of like just taking your time, and it's about sort of like sort of 
the next stages of life and the next chapter of your life where you, you'd rather just take a minute to have a breather or relax for a bit. I mean, it's it's very quiet and very vague and very like you know very sort of like cinematic and and whatnot. So it's it's just to kind of reflect my mood at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I've been with somebody for four years and then it was split up and. It was a kind. Of, it was like a change, like a, a new kind of life that I was having to mm. be kind of a part of. So yeah, it's it's just about kind of taking your time and taking it easy and not getting bogged down in nonsense, like mm. like we were saying about the cliques and all that. Yeah, but yeah. It was written uh, at the end of a four year relationship, and uh, it was I'd like trying to start a new life kind of thing. And it's mm. um, the song itself is just basically just writing about living your own life and not getting bogged down with uh, cliques and, uh, like, musically, not getting bogged down with nonsense and uh, yeah. worrying about what other people are doing and um, and all that sort of stuff that goes with it, basically. Well, it's an exciting tune. I've, I've, I have happen to have a sneak preview of it because uh, we're, we're covering it on mm. our gems. And it's a beautiful song, and uh, you, you, you can tell... I don't know that there's a there's a vibe about it, but it tells you serious about it, and, and it, you can tell it means a lot to you just by listening to it. Yeah, yeah, it's like originally the song itself was I, I quite liked it. I mean, when I first wrote it, I, mm. I sort of did the I, I got the melody and the chords and all that, and I put the lyrics to it, and I thought, okay, this could be quite good. And then Carl Ingram, the cello player uh, who mm. plays with me quite a lot, stepped in and just made it absolutely sensational. Just made it into this completely different thing yeah. and then obviously the, the backing band and whatnot um along with the pianos and whatnot was all added in as well flutes and all that kind of jazz um and it made it just it's it's sort of i think it's probably the most different thing i've done so far um apart from maybe like shine over me that was out in february that's yeah. uh that's that's the same kind of thing it was written about the same time as on riverside it was meant to be the they were meant to be a kind of a side and b side but I decided to just. They were both just too. I just thought they were both too good to have as. Yeah. Like either one could be a B side for me because I thought it was, like Shine Over Me was going to be a B side, but then we ended up doing a big mad massive video for it with Gail Porter, oh. and the song itself grew massively as well. So I thought that's just too big to be a, to be a B side. So it was just I just released it as an A side and uh, as a standalone single. So on the other side again, it's going to be a standalone single and we've got a few other things coming out throughout the year as well throughout next year as yeah well. so you mentioned gail porter there we've had gail on the podcast before um oh, she, yeah. she loves she loves the music doesn't she she's uh how did how did yeah. that happen um I, i'm not sure she, she randomly started following me on instagram one day right. um and i looked at her, who she was following she was following myself and a few other mm. bands some of them were even from dundee uh, amongst a few other people, and I thought, oh well, she's obviously outreaching to music musicians. Then, so I sent her a message saying, "Hi, um, here's a song, a random song that I'd had out at the time. Yeah. Um, let me know what you think, just if you want, just random." Yeah. And then she was like, "Yeah, I really like it. Um, got a nice voice and all that." And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm been thinking about putting this video together. If you want to get involved in that," and she was like, "Yeah, well, up for that." Um, she's only ever been in one video before for a charity thing in the nineties, I think. So she was, she was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do that." So she, she did it, and that was, oh, that was that. Girl. 
in touch with ever since. She's lovely. Yeah, she she really is lovely, and she's a proper one of those music lovers. We had a story about which you were. Uh, she were in Edinburgh somewhere, and I think uh, there were a band walking past her, just covering up, covering up, carrying all the all the gear, just struggling and stuff with fucking amps and all that kind of stuff. And she helped them get into a venue and that kind of stuff. She's proper like oh. sound and just into her music. Isn't yeah. She? yeah, she's a nice lass. Oh, she is lovely. Yes, yeah. I've got a lot of time for Gail. Um, we've got to we kind of chatted throughout the, the the music video shit and that, and yeah, um, yeah we've traded stories and and whatnot i've got quite a lot in common me and her um mentally i think like we're we're thinking the same kind of way i think and uh yeah and yeah she's just a a really lovely person to to get along with i'm going to see her show in february actually in kirkcaldy she's she's doing doing uh, stand-up is she doing stand-up it's kind of it's yeah kind of stand-up but it's it's more of a sort of uh telling about her life and that it's called um hung drawn and portered that's what it's called okay Nice. So, I went to see it at the Fringe in Edinburgh, and it was brilliant. And she's, yeah. I think she's put her legs onto it and uh, doing as as a full sort of tour. Nice. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, I've got family in Kakodi. I like Kakodi. It's a nice little place. Yeah, they live, they live in Leaven, just up the uh, just up the coast. Um, yeah. And I, I believe I, I went to see the Shambolics the other day. Another Scottish All band right. that are from there. Do you know? Do you know those guys? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I know them. Are, yeah. they, are they part of the clique? Are they, are they friends? Are they enemies? Are they what? What? What part? Uh, what part do you have to sit with each other? I've I've, I've spoken to them a few times. I've always got on with them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, no, they they kind of like took off um, and like a, sort of similar to myself. The, the, the kind of they do their own thing and uh, yeah. happy to do their own their own thing and you know like no, they don't really bother with the, the sort of. Mm. Cliqueiness, uh, but then they're from Fife, and Fife's absolutely amazing yeah. for bands and yeah. friendliness and bands who are friends with each other and who'll muck in together. And mm. you know, the Fife, Kirkcaldy, Dunfermline, and, and Leaving, and all that kind of places. They're, they're really good with yeah. bands and and how bands conduct themselves and band etiquette and just uh, Dunfermline, especially like the, every single band in Dunfermline, all are all friends and they'll all go out together as a unit. Yeah. And stuff. So it's it's always really really quite a good experience being through that. Yeah, I've I've, I've just remembered like like tomorrow in Manchester, the View are playing a, a an inner city festival, and Shambolics are playing as well. I think they're part of Scruffle the Neck that's putting it on. Um, so yeah, so I've I've got RGM drinks tomorrow with all the teams getting together for a drink. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to. We're starting early, so I'll probably have to finish early, knowing what I'm like. Yeah. So I might not be able to make it because they're headlining type thing. But yeah, Scotland's definitely representing down in Manchester tomorrow. That, that, that's always nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's that festival called again? Um, I can't remember the name of it, to be honest with you. I'm rubbish with that kind of yeah. stuff. I just, I just, I've just seen that the View and Shambolics are playing this festival. This, it's like uh, five different venues in Manchester, and there's loads of different bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of, that stuff's kind of good. So yeah, so uh, a new album in in the new year. Do you think coming up? Uh, yeah, it'll be probably April or May before that that yeah. happens. Um, yeah. All the songs are basically like the new song and Shine Over Me and what they're, yeah. they're all quite quite big sounding songs. Um, so it's it's a quite a different album from compared to maybe last year's album. Like Wire to the Moon was quite heavy and yeah. grungy and bluesy at times, and this is basically like a lot not stripped back, but it's it's a lot more dynamic than than previously. I think um, the previous albums. I mean, like the EP that I've just had out, um, Silence Golden Part One, that's yeah. um, got five of the songs on it that'll be on the album, but the 
the next stage of that is going to be much bigger and mm. a lot more going on in it, I think. Well, it's exciting to see the development. You're making sensible choices. You're, you're doing what's right for you. Um, you've got your own voice politically. You've got a lot going on, mate, and it's lovely to see. And uh, I can't wait for the album too. And, you know, obviously... Uh, within the description of this podcast is going to be a link to you on your socials and obviously jump on the new single uh, on Riverside as well, ladies and gentlemen. Is there anything that uh, anything you'd like to share to the people that are hovering over the link that haven't pressed it yet? Uh, just press the goddamn <laughs> just link. Just press and, the fucking link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy the single. It's yeah. out on the 15th. Um, video yeah. will be out probably early January, I think. I've, there is a yeah. date, but I've forgotten it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll be sharing it. We'll be sharing it. So Shane, uh, Nick, Shane, thanks for joining us today, mate. It's been a pleasure to get to know you and uh, I've enjoyed uh, understanding a little bit more about what you're about. That's what this podcast is all about and introducing you to the, uh, the people on this podcast that love meeting new people too. So thanks, mate. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, and yeah, thanks for joining us. Cheers, pal. Brilliant. Take care. All the best. Ah, thanks, Nick, mate. Thanks to you, the listeners, for joining us. I, I, do, I do thank you a lot. Is that getting annoying? Let me know on the socials if that's getting annoying. I'm not sure if I'm being annoying. I have a very low threshold on being annoying. I get annoying quick, and I don't recognise when I'm being annoying. You might have noticed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. And Nick, uh, for this midweek special podcast bonus episode. Got loads coming up over Christmas. Another guest, we're going to be here with you again on Monday. Um, do delve into the archives if you're interested in speaking to interesting people within the music industry. If you're in a band, there's loads of tips all over this bloody place. All over the archives. Have a listen. So if you're, um, you know, if you're living your life, heading towards the weekend, fast approaching the weekend, uh, we hope you have a good one. This Saturday, I'm, I've got a Christmas lunch with the with the boys. Uh, so we're going to more food and drink somewhere. Uh, can't wait for that. Looking forward to it. And then the week after is pretty much Christmas, isn't it? Kimbo. Paid early this month. That's always a bonus. Great. I've got to that stage again when I'm babbling. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us again this week. I've been Carl Maloney. That guy from RGM. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show, and thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.